Glory to the name of the Lord Jesus. Beloved, we give thanks for today. We thank God for his goodness and his mercies. I'm Apostle Leon Kofi bringing you a word of encouragement this morning from the heart of a father. But before the word of God comes, be blessed by this song, our own beautiful, amazing grace, sung by so many people in so many different ways. But the lyrics and the words and their meaning and the truth of amazing grace, the song, it's so powerful. This one is being sung by Bill and Gloria Gaither and their band. Another amazing rendition of Amazing Grace. Be blessed as you are ministered to by this song. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank God for grace in abundance. Hallelujah. And beloved, that is the title of my message to you this morning from the heart of your father about the abundance, grace of God. His grace that is unfailing, boundless, unlimited because it comes out of a heart of love for you. I'm reading from the book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. The Bible says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab. He 
and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Shilon, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took the wives of the women of Moab. The name of one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelt there about 10 years. And Malon and Chilon also died, both of them. And the woman was left with her two daughters-in-law, bereft of her two sons and her husband. Then she rose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Amen. Oh, what an account, what a story. So sad, but it ends in triumph. And I pray for you, beloved, that no matter what your story is or has been so far, may it end in triumph for you. Elimelech and his wife Naomi together with their sons went to find greener pastures in the land of Moab in a time of famine. Unfortunately, Elimelech and his sons die in the place where they thought they would be sustained, leaving Naomi a widow and childless. But we see the mercy and grace of God manifesting in her life. The word of God declared that she heard of how God had visited his people in Bethlehem, Judah, and given them bread. So she decided to return to the land of her birth. Beloved, there's always the tendency to move to different direction in different areas in time of need or want. Necessity has caused many people to take decisions without consulting God. Clearly, the move of this family was a wrong move. They should have sought God first. Isaac was also faced with a similar situation in Genesis chapter 26. But God gave him counsel not to go down to Egypt to seek greener pastures. Genesis 26, I read, Bible said there was also famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared to me and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Dwell in this land, which I tell you of. Sojourn in this land, and I'll be with you, and I'll bless you. For unto you and to your seed will I give all these countries. And I'll perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham thy father. And I'll make your seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven. And I'll give unto you and to your seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Bible said that Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Hallelujah. So we see two different accounts of two families or two people in a time of famine, in a crisis situation. But the difference is clear in that Isaac heard from the Lord and he sought God and he obeyed God. Whereas Elimelech and his wife went on their own accord. There's a difference. Isaac obeyed and stayed in the land of famine and still sowed even in a time of famine. Who does that? And God visited him and God gave him with increase. God gave him increase, abundance, and he became so wealthy in a time of famine. Beloved, your source in life is not the job you do nor the people around you, or whatever you have. Your source is God. God is our source. Everything else you have is a resource. 
And I'm telling you this morning that your source never runs dry. If there's famine in the land, your source does not experience a famine. Hallelujah. If there's a trouble in your life, your source has a solution. And so we don't give up. Isaac didn't give up. He obeyed God. And Bible says that the man was great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flock, a possession of heads, and a great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. He was so blessed. God blessed him with riches and wealth. Beloved, the worst thing a child of God can do is to trust in other things or, or other people, for that matter, for provision. Because the Bible says that the arm of flesh will fail you, but God never fails. Let God be your source. Look to God always as your source. Yes, God will use people or pass through people to be a blessing to you, to help you. That is just a resource, but your actual source is God. So look unto God. God is the one who gives riches and wealth. Psalm 112, verse 1 to 3. The psalmist is praising the Lord. Blessed is the man that feared the Lord, that delighted greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Beloved, your generation, your descendants, your children, and your children's children shall be blessed. And he says that wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endure forever. That is a blessing of God unto the righteous, that God blesses us with riches and wealth and honor. Hallelujah. Whatever God has, beloved, we stand to inherit. And our God is a rich God. Oh, yes, he is. He's a rich God. He said that cattle upon a thousand hills belong to him. The silver and the gold in the earth belongs to him. Look at the whole earth and all the different different planets and the galaxy, all were created by him. He's a big God. God is a big God and he's a wealthy God. He's a rich God and he has it to give. Amen. He has it to give. So beloved, when faced with lack, financial lack, the best thing to do is to see God. God is a giver and he delights to give good things to his children. God is also liberal and benevolent. So we can always trust in God's abundant grace, which provides all our needs. Beloved, God visited his people and gave them bread. Because wherever God is, there's full supply. His name is El Shaddai, the full-breasted one, the nourisher. Hallelujah. Naomi and her family should have stayed in Bethlehem, Judah, waiting in confidence for the visitation of the Lord, but they didn't. Beloved, let's learn to wait on God. Let's learn to wait on the visitation of God. Because the Bible says, He that shall come shall surely come. Theirs was for food and sustenance. Yours might be for something else. But whatever it is in your life, beloved, be assured that he that shall come will come. God was going to give them bread. They didn't have the patience. They didn't wait. They didn't have the faith. But beloved, rise up this morning in faith and trust God. On anything in your life, trust God. He will come. He will not fail. His grace, beloved, is abundant. You know, sometimes we haven't come into the fullness of what we have asked God for or of, but in the meantime, on, along the way to coming to the perfect place of what we have asked, there are some things I call miracle landmarks, which to me are the things that God will do in your way, in your life, as you wait on whatever it is you're waiting for. But God will show you through little, little different signs and things that he does. 
He will show you that, listen, I haven't forgotten about you. And I have not deserted you. I am with you. I am working. I am working for you. You know, the miracle landmarks, beloved, are sometimes I think we need to look for in our journey of life as we pursue life and everything that life has for us. As we go through life with all its challenges and its pain and struggle, the miracle landmarks in our lives are the things that speak to us that God cares and God is still with us, that we are not forsaken, we are not being abandoned. He says that thou whom I've taken from the ends of the earth, he said, I've called you out of achievement thereof, I've called you from your family and families. He said, you are my servant, I have not cast you away. Isaiah 41, 9. Beloved, God has not cast you away. Wait on God and his abundant grace that is mighty because I said God is generous and is liberal and his grace is abundant. His abundant grace is already set upon your life and it will come for you. God will surely come through you in abundant great measure. And so pray daily that God help me how to wait for your timing because the timing is important. God has his time. We have the watch, but true time is in God's hands. Said, I am your God. Your times are in my hands. And we say he's our God. Our times are in his hands. And so God holds the time. We are working according to the clock. But God knows the Kairos moment, the opportune time, the right moment for the manifestation of anything that you have put before him. He knows the time. And he does not fail. He's not also late. God is never late. He's a God of time and times and seasons. How can he be late? He's not late. He's on time. So learn to wait upon the Lord. So pray that God help me to wait upon you. And always pray also that God lead me to the place of my breakthrough. You know, Elimelech should have waited. Isaac was told, stay in the land. God led him to the place of his breakthrough. God called him to stay in the place of his breakthrough. And look at what happened. A miracle. Great miracle that in the time of famine, somebody should sow seed to dry parched ground and receive a hundredfold harvest. It hasn't happened. But with God, all things are possible. So pray that God should always show you the place of your breakthrough. Don't take on things without prayer. Prayer is key. And when you pray, God speaks. And God will show you the path to take. And then you also learn how to pray, beloved. That may God deliver your life from fruitless ventures. Oh, Elimelech went on a fruitless venture. It was even more than fruitless. It was a destructive venture. I'm sure if they had stayed in Bethlehem, Judah, they would all still be alive. But in spite of it all, God turned things around for Naomi's favor. The God of second chances. Praise the Lord. We serve a God of second chances. You see, God is also not limited. And so the fact that this direction or this plan did not work doesn't mean that he shuts the door or closes the book of your life. No, he doesn't shut the book of your life. No. The book of your life, beloved, is open. Pages are being turned. Chapters are being turned. When it should come to an end, it's when God is finished with you. But when God is not finished with you, one chapter goes into another chapter. Some chapters are interesting. Some chapters are painful. Some chapters are you know, joyful. Other chapters, other chapters are difficult. But 
the author of your life, who is also the finisher of your faith. Beloved, he will take you from chapter to chapter, through chapter to chapter. And whatever be in that chapter, the next chapter holds something else. But at the final chapter, it shall all work together for your good. For God says that all things work together for the good. So those who love the Lord, those who are the call according to his promise. And so, beloved, be still and know that God is God. And be expectant always of this abundant grace that comes without measure upon our lives and perfects all things. May God bless you, beloved, this morning. May God bless you and may God help you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let me prove our life. In the name of Jesus, this morning, Father, I thank you for my beloved listener. I pray that may your word find its free course in their lives. And I pray this morning, the Lord, release the abundance of your goodness upon this beloved one. Let them come to know you as the gracious God, the abundant God, the good God, the faithful God. Do great and mighty things in the life of this one, hearing this message. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, beloved. But if you have not received, your, received Jesus, your Lord, and your Savior, that is for everyone listening, if you are not born again, you have not settled the eternity question and issue, beloved, you need to settle it now. Because without giving your life to Jesus, beloved, you are not saved. And it's a he that believes in the gospel, the word of God, that Jesus is the son of God who came to die for us and receives him as their savior and their Lord and their sacrifice, shall not be condemned. But anyone who does not receive him is condemned. Beloved, you cannot be condemned. You need to give your life to Jesus. Pray this prayer after me. Make it your own prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are the son of God who came to die for my sins. Jesus, forgive of all my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. God bless you, beloved. You are saved and the goodness of God's abundant grace is surely upon your life. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. But remember to share this word of God to as many people as you can. The word of God on God's amazing, abundant grace that is set for us. God bless you. Amen.